Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to uh, send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And uh, for all the programming available to you 24 7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit xzbn.net. And for the programming on the Exxon TV channel, which is channel 21 on Simul TV, visit www.simultv.com. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Marcy Breitenstein. And we're going to be talking to uh, Marcy about a haunted doll named Billy. Now, um, her owner is Marcy, and Millie is haunted by a spirit of a young girl from the 1800s. And Marcy is a fun-loving professional photography photographer, history buff, and paranormal investigator. Together, they rise eyebrows, laugh, and make friends throughout the country. And joining me now is Marcy Breitenstein. Welcome to the Exxon, Marcy. Hi. Thank you. Looking forward to talking to you. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself prior to Millie. Okay. Prior to Millie, I was a... Um corporate career woman for 25 years, mm-hmm. and um, also a paranormal investigator, a photographer, yeah. and paranormal investigating was a, a hobby. Uh, I've, I'm married, I've been married for 31 years, God have bless you. two kids, <laughs> and uh, two grandbabies that are downstairs right now, and I'm hiding in my bedroom so they, they won't come in and interrupt on this interview. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so... Tell us the history of Millie, the haunted doll. Okay. Well, this happened roughly about five years ago. And a friend of mine, Jessica, we had gone ghost hunting for the weekend. We were, mm-hmm. we were investigating a historical hotel in McCollamy Hill. And our rooms were not ready, so we decided to just go out and explore and go shopping and 
visit a few of the pioneer cemeteries. Well, we went shopping, and mm-hmm. we went to this little boutique, and in the back of the store, there was a wicker basket that had about, I'd say roughly two dozen Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls from all different time periods. And they were all used, some more lovingly more than others. And I was joking with my friend. I said, you know, when I was a little girl, I loved Raggedy Ann. I even had a Raggedy Ann lunchbox. And I just thought, you know, she always looked so happy. And so I was going through the dolls, and there was this one doll that I just, you know, stuck with me. Um, She had been given a haircut by her former owner, a very different haircut. Uh, Her uh, feet had been stitched up, and her dress had holes in it. It was being held together with a blue ribbon. She had some slight staining on her face. Uh, No pantaloons, (laughs) but she was really, really cute. And the, the price was $8. I said, you know, I'm buying her. I'm taking her home. And I was simply going there, you know, just shopping, and I was simply just buying a doll. The thought of a haunted doll, there was, none of that was there. So after we went shopping, we had gone to Fiddletown. It's a very, very small gold rush town in California. It's one of those little towns where if you blink, you're going to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very small. I don't even think the population's 300. But um, we were looking for the main cemetery, but we got lost, and we ended up out kind of in nowhere land. So I did a illegal U-turn out there. I'm on this back roads, And as I turned around, I saw a dirt road that said Oddfellow Cemetery, established 1853. I said, oh, well, let's go up there. It's kind of like... It's a four-wheel drive type of road to get up to. Mm-hmm. And so we went up there, and as we approach the cemetery, it's, it's completely shielded by trees. It, 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 it's, you know, it's very old and very quiet. And as we pull up, there's actually deer in the cemetery graze, grazing. And so we get out as quietly as possible and take pictures because we thought this was just really neat. And then we just... Um, got out our equipment, recorders, K2 meters, etc., and went out and explored the cemetery. Um, at this time, I had left the doll that I just purchased in my truck. Are you talking about Millie here? Yes. Okay. At that time, she didn't, she didn't have a name. Okay. Um, I, 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 like I say, I, it wasn't until several months of owning her that we got her name. Right. Um, but we, we went out to the cemetery, and there was a family plot there that had three children pass away in 1863 within six weeks of each other. So some type of epidemic had gone through, and they had lost three children. Oh, wow. And so we started asking questions. We had the recorder going, the K2. And we started getting a little bit of activity on the, the K2 meter. And so I just jokingly said to my friend Jessica, I said, you know, how about if I go get the doll out of the truck 
we'll use her as a trigger, trigger object to see if we can get any response. That's what we did. I went and got her, and I set her on the grave. And every piece of equipment that we had basically pegged. Things that don't normally make sounds on our equipment, you could hear clicking sounds. And we were just amazed by what we were watching. And we kept asking questions. You know, do you like the doll? Feel free to touch the doll. You know, is it making you feel better? Are you happy? And, you know, just some general questions. And this went on, I see, for about two minutes or so. And then it stopped. And I said, okay. And we were just like, wow. You know, again, we were just thinking <laughs> that we got all this response from the children's graves mm-hmm. and that it wasn't Millie. At that point, I still believed her just to be a Ragged Ann doll. Um, we came home and after about a week or so, some things started happening. I was sitting outside on our patio. I was reading a book one evening and we had rocking chairs on our patio. And the one next to me starts rocking. I look around. None of the other chairs are rocking. I look at my plants, the landscape, the flags. There's no breeze. Nothing else is moving. Mm-hmm. And I look back at the chair, and I, and I just put my hand on it, and I stopped it, and it stopped. It's okay. That's fine. A little while later, I'm you know, still outside reading. My brother had come over. He was visiting. And he came out and back, and we were talking. And the sliding glass door that leads to the patio slammed shut. And it looked like somebody was throwing a basketball into the door. The door actually vibrated. We both stopped talking because we're watching this, mm-hmm. and we're waiting to see who's going to come out of the house. Nobody came out of the house. And we were both just sitting there, and I just said, did, did you see that? He's like, yeah. And I said, okay. You know, I'm thinking, this is kind of weird. And we did everything possible to recreate what we had witnessed. We slammed different doors, opened other doors. We did everything we could. We could not recreate it. So later that night, as I'm going to bed, um, at this point, Millie, the um, reggae and doll, I had her on a shelf in my bedroom next to two dolls, um, Eskimo dolls that I picked up in Alaska several years ago. When I came upstairs to go to bed, both the dolls had been knocked off the shelf. The dolls had been there for several years. They have never moved. So I thought, huh, okay. So the next day, I called my friend Jessica and I said, you know, I think I might have a haunted doll. You know, and I was telling her about what was happening and stuff and you know, it was, we kind of kept it kind of like hush-hush because, you know, people, they, you know, are weird about these kind of All things. All right. We're going to take a bit of a break here. I have to take a commercial, so please stand by, Marcy. Exonation, Marcy Breitenstein is our special guest, and her website is www.millieandme.com. That's M-I-L-L-E-E. A-N-D-M-E dot com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. (laughs) 
Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Exonation, uh, Marcy Breitenstein is our special guest. Her website is www.millieandme.com. Now, Marcy, before we went to the break, we were uh, you were telling us about the shelf that you had Millie on in your bedroom, and on each side, I believe, were dolls that you picked up in Alaska. You go up to the room where the dolls are. Both the other, both the Alaskan dolls are knocked down. Now, was Millie yes. sitting there as smug as can be? Yes. Wow. I, lo- I looked at her, and I, and I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, no, this, this can't be. But I'm a paranormal investigator, and there's a lot of things that people say that it can't be, but they are. And um, that was the last night Mel- Millie stayed in our bedroom. At that point, I moved her to my office. Mm-hmm. Um. Over the next couple of weeks, things would happen, like we would hear a little girl talking. Um, my husband would come home from work. He would be in the garage un- like unloading groceries, and he-, he could hear somebody talking to him. He thought it was our daughter, but our daughter was at work. And we kept having things like this happen. And so my friend and I, we, well, we, we decided to try to investigate the doll. Okay. And to figure out what's going on. Um, we got an EVP of her saying her name because we, we asked her, and I apologize, it's, it's now about three months later, and I have named her Millie. Okay. And um, Why Millie? Because the three children at the gravesite, their mm-hmm. names were Millard, Melissa, and Eugene, and I wanted to use letters from all of their names. Okay. And I wanted to do the double E because Marcy is a double E. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I named her Millie. And we had done some EVPs and had asked her, what's your name? And she said, Millie. She, this particular day, we, when we were doing EVPs with her, she said her name seven times. When we finally, I asked her, I said, what is your real name? I'm trying to figure out, you know, who she really is. Mm-hmm. She said, Millie. And I'm like, okay. And so things continue. And I, 
first couple of years that I had her, I, I did not know how to communicate with her because, you know, haunted dolls don't come with an, an instruction manual. You know, you're just you're doing your best to try to figure out what's going on. And but then I met a lady uh, who told me how I can communicate with her, and this was about two years ago. Prior to meeting that lady, my husband and I have been outside on our patio. We just sitting out there. Um, our kitchen window looks out into the patio. My husband jumped up out of his chair, and he screamed, who's in the house? And I said, there's nobody in the house. And he goes, there's somebody in the house. I said, there's nobody in the house. You know, our kids weren't home. It was just him and myself. I said, there's nobody there. He goes, then why is there a little blonde girl at the kitchen sink washing the dishes? I looked, I couldn't see her, but I immediately ran in the house, and I, I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's, he's obviously in shock. He, I can tell he has seen a ghost. He has seen something, and he, you know, he, he, he doesn't make this stuff up, because he's, well, he's a true skeptic. Um, so it's okay. Another couple months pass. Another incident where... Gary comes in the kitchen, and she's at the sink washing dishes. The description he gave me was that she was a little blonde girl, about 10 or so, with pigtails, um, dressed in late 1800 clothing. Okay. And this was not information that we released out to the public, only to our close friends. And I wrote the book, and I went to do a book signing. And a lady came over to meet me, and she would not confirm or deny whether she was a medium or psychic or clairvoyant or any of that, but Mm -hmm. she had a lot of information to give me. She said to me, she goes, one of the first things she said is, you do know she's a little blonde girl, right? I said, yes. Thank you for validating, because my husband has seen her twice. And um, I said, are you, are you able to communicate with her? And she said, yeah. And so I asked her to ask Millie some questions. Um, one of them was, did she, you know, like being here? Did she, want, you know, does she miss where she was? You know, is she happy? And... Um, the lady said that Millie said, yes, she's very happy. She also wants you to know that you didn't pick her, she picked you. And I said, okay. She goes, um, Millie thought that you looked like a, a nice, fun-loving woman, and she wanted to be part of your life. I said, okay. And so then I asked her, I said, can you ask Millie, is she happy about the book? And so she came back, she said, Millie is happy about the book, she likes everything about it, but she hates it when people say that she's not real. It hurts her feelings because she is real. I said, okay. And um, she goes, Millie also wants me to tell you that she's not always going to be able to protect you. I said, okay. So and at this point now, we're realizing Millie believes that she protects me, and I, and I would confirm that. Um, 
And then my last question I, I had her ask Millie, I said, can you please ask her what her real name is? And she said, my real name is Millie. So um, I asked her, this lady, how can I communicate with her? Because I'm, I'm having to rely on mediums and psychics and whoever I can you know, run into to be able to communicate with her. And she told me. She said, I, I can communicate with her. I just need to ask the question and be silent and wait for the answer to come. And so over the last year and a half or so, that's basically how I'm able to communicate with her and find out what's going on. So how do you think that this doll, Millie, was able to get you to go to this store and pick her? How does that work? I, I honestly don't know. You're a paranormal I, investigator. You must have some idea or a theory. Well, I think sometimes it's called fate. Mm-hmm. I think it was a haunted doll in that store. I didn't have a clue. For some reason, she influenced me to pick her over the other ones. Okay. I had several dolls in my hand, but I, I kept coming back to her. Um, so I believe it's fate. Um, I, I don't know how else to explain that. Uh, where did your interest in the paranormal come from? It seems that prior to even Millie coming into your life, you had an interest in the paranormal. I've had an interest in the paranormal since I was probably about 10 years old. And um, I've been on a team for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I was just doing stuff on my own, you know, trying to learn about the paranormal world and, and stuff like that. And, you know, not a whole lot of people knew that that was my hobby. Right. Very few people. And then I joined a team, and I started learning more, started learning how to use the equipment, learning how to um, communicate, uh, and various things like that. And um, that's something I really enjoy. I think it's extremely interesting to hear stories from the past. Um, it, it just, it's just, it's different. It, it's, it's, a, it's a neat feeling sometimes when somebody trusts you enough to communicate with you. Would you say that a, a large majority of the work that a paranormal investigator does is more historical than paranormal? There's both. I... I, pre- I prefer investigating historical locations, mm-hmm. basically because I'm a history buff. That, that is what I like to do. Right. Um, our team, uh, skeleton crew, we also do residential. I am not a big fan of residential cases because sometimes then it becomes too real. You're, you're dealing with a family that's had a loved one that maybe has committed suicide or something. And I prefer to keep it more historical and more entertaining. I, I don't want to have to be responsible for trying to make a call on something that I really don't know oh, that much about. I mean, I know stuff, sure. but not to the point where I would want to con- console somebody on what to do. 
All right, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. Exonation, our guest this hour is Marcy Breitenstein. And we're talking about haunted dolls this hour in the Exxon. And if you'd like to find out more about uh, Marcy and her haunted doll, Millie, visit www.millieandme.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Exonation uh, Marcy Breitenstein is our guest this hour. Her website is millieandme.com. What or whom do you think is haunting, Millie? Um, I do believe it is a young girl. Mm-hmm. She's been seen by my husband. She's been seen by other mediums. Um, they all, they, every single person that has read her um, has given the same description. I don't... She... I, I, I know she stays with me because she's having fun. Um, for some reason, she is, doesn't want to, I don't know if it's the term is crossover or what, for some reason she wants to stay here and hang out, and I think she's just enjoying seeing things. Um, we travel a lot. We've been to 12 states in the last five years. Um, I don't tell people she's a haunted doll when we're traveling, but she interacts with a lot of people and she makes a lot of people smile and I think that's why she's here she just wants to enjoy life why do you why do you take her traveling um for the fun of it because I okay because if I figured if she was a young girl from the 1800s late 1800s mm-hmm. that the world has changed so much since then that, you know, the, the cars, the planes, the microwaves, cameras, our phones, um, everything. And it must be fascinating for her to see all of this. But you're talking about a doll who is haunted. She doesn't have a soul. She doesn't have a consciousness. She doesn't have the ability to... 
to know what's going on. You know, I, I'm having a bit of a problem here understanding why you would take her across to different 12 different states. I, you know, uh, when when you travel, do you do book signings with her? Do you do you uh, do you do interviews with her? Is is you know, or do you just travel for the heck of it? Um, I love to travel, mm-hmm. and I had okay, I had heard a story once about a man that had traveled through Africa, and he took a rubber chicken with him, just for the fun of it, to put in his pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'll travel the haunted doll. It, you know, it's fun. If she is truly there and she's watching this, then she's fascinated by it. Um, I've only done a couple book signings. Um, yeah. We do a couple paracons, and that's she meets a lot of people. But mostly, um, I don't advertise her as a haunted doll. In when I'm traveling, I tra- I use her as a photo prop, and little people will see her in my purse. Mm-hmm. And they'll see my camera around my neck, and they'll ask me about her. I say, yeah, you know, I use her, use her as a photo prop in the different historical places we go, and. A lot of people will ask, can I, can I please hold her? I had a doll like this when I was a child. A lot of people, you can just see that they they become very emotional and they like remember their childhood. Um, a lot of people just want to hold her. Okay, uh, is she a Raggedy Ann doll? Yes. Okay, um, if Millie was a blonde child why would she pick a red-headed doll why would she not pick have you asked her no i have not asked her what kind of questions do you ask her um uh, a lot of them she won't answer Uh, because i've asked her Mm -hmm. you know where where are you originally from i have not gotten a response to that one um when we are going to an event because she does have um a variety of clothes that I had made for her, I'll ask her, what dress do you want to wear? And she'll, she'll tell me. Um, I'll ask her, you know, do you want to go to this event? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I get a no. Well, what happens if you want to go to an event and she says no? Who wins? Um, the first time, I won. Mm-hmm. And it did not turn out so well. So I don't force her to go to an event if she doesn't want to. So what do you do? Just leave her at home? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does she have a, uh, since she doesn't, she's not in your bedroom anymore, uh, in your office, does she have a special place where she, where she, uh, where she rests? Well, she no longer stays in my office because what happened was after I had moved her to my office, mm-hmm. We had a team meeting at our house, and we were all downstairs, and we heard a loud crash from my office, mm-hmm. and I ran up the stairs, and she had, um, the shelf that she was sitting on in my office, she had knocked all the battery chargers off that shelf. So I brought her down to the meeting. From now on, she has a place downstairs um, in our dining room, game room area, and People come over, you know, family members, friends, our team, 
people come in, they'll just say, hey, hi, Millie, how's it going? Everybody comes in and talks to her. And she seems to be the happiest there. And we just kind of, like, include her as, like, she's, she's part of the family, you know? I don't know. Hey, I know it sounds crazy, but it's... It does. I, I'm, I must be honest with you. It does sound very strange. I don't know if it's crazy nice. is the right word. Um, what do your children think? Um, both of my kids do not care for the doll at mm-hmm. all. Um, my husband, she likes her. My granddaughter, she likes her. Um, my daughter-in-law likes her. But my, my two children... Um, they're not too fond of her. Why do you think that is? Because, <laughs> because they're not used to having their mom being a paranormal investigator and, and investigating haunted dolls and talking to haunted dolls. So it probably makes them feel a little weird. Um, yeah, well, let me ask you this, and, and, and I'm going to say it as, as gently as I can. How do you know that the doll is really talking to you and you are not just filling in the blanks yourself? Um, that question's been asked before, and it's um, because it's happened to other people. There have been people that have held her and have told me that they will find themselves answering questions. So if somehow she is communicating to them, asking them questions, and they're answering them out loud, and all of a sudden they'll realize what they're doing. When it's not something that happens every day, mm-hmm. but when she's active, which is usually before like we're getting ready to go on a trip, it's just the energy changes, and um, it's a different type of, it's not me filling in the blanks. It's somebody else saying something to me just as if I was on an investigation and a spirit was trying to communicate with me, um, it, it's different. Does does Millie have this effect on people who are not believers of the paranormal? People that hold her and don't know that she's haunted mm-hmm. always tend to leave a big smile on their face. Oh, okay, dolls have that effect on people, I would imagine. But I mean, does, does she keep... A lot of people hate dolls. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm serious. A lot of the people really do not like dolls. Um, we found we have found that out. Do people find it strange that a grown-up lady is carrying a doll around with her? Um, yes, but the way I look at it, I'm over 50. I'm allowed to be a little bit eccentric if I want to be. I probably would not have done this when I was 20 or 30. Why not? Because back then I used to think, you know, I, I was a career woman. You know, this mm-hmm. type of stuff didn't happen in my world. I was too busy making money. Um, when I retired and stuff like that, I, you know, I put in my years and, you know, I was a good employee. And now I just decide, you know, it's I want to be a paranormal investigator. I want to have fun. Why? And why do you? Why? What? What was it that triggered your desire to be a paranormal investigator? I thought it was interesting. Um, I don't watch a lot of the paranormal shows. Because I don't I blame think, you. They're all crap. Yeah, I think a lot of it's made up. Yep. Um, I, I, and I 
don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand when a, a paranormal show will go into a location, and they'll be there for two weeks gathering evidence and try and make it look like it all happened in an eight-hour period. Um, I've seen paranormal shows where you can hear owls screeching, but they'll say it's a person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't like that. I like things to be true. If I'm in a haunted location investigating, I'm not going to make anything up. I, I want it to be true, and there's times where nothing happens, absolutely nothing, and that's okay. All right, it's stand by. Like- We've got to take our final break. Um- uh, Marcy, so please stand by. Explanation, Marcy Breitenstein is our guest this hour, and she is the surrogate mom to Millie, a haunted doll. www.millieandme.com, and we'll all be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Donation. Our guest this hour is Marcy Breitenstein, and uh, she is the owner of a haunted doll by the name of Millie. Her website is millieandme.com. Um, how do objects get haunted? And I'm asking you now as a paranormal investigator. This is my belief, and I'm sure everybody else has their opinion on it. This is my belief, mm-hmm. especially in the case of like a toy or something like that. Um, so I'll use a doll as an example. Okay. That um, the person who may have owned it or is attracted to it has felt so much... How can I say this? They've put so much energy and love into this item mm-hmm. that they, they want to stay with it. It's like some of these haunted houses you go to, the, the person has lived there for 80 or 90 years. They were born there, they died there. They don't want to leave there. So their spirit stays there, and the house becomes haunted. Um, little girls play with their dolls and have tea parties, and et cetera, et cetera, and it becomes part of their life, maybe their imaginary friend, and something happens. Um, I don't know why an 1800s-era girl would go into a Raggedy Ann doll. That is one question she has not answered. It has been asked several times. But for some reason, she just wants to stay part of this life. She wants to see things. And so I guess to her, the most convenient way to do that was to put herself into a doll and go from there. What would happen if the doll was ever destroyed? I have heard conflicting things on that because I have had people say I should just burn the doll because Mm -hmm. they don't believe in haunted dolls. Well, if they don't believe um, in haunted dolls, why would they tell you to burn it? Because they're just 
being sarcastic. Um, if the doll is destroyed, mm-hmm. I am assuming if this child still wants to stay in part of this world, it's going to move to another vessel, whatever it may be. Um, I don't think destroying an object... Destroying the object would obviously make it so the doll's not haunted, but I think they have the ability to move to another item. I, under- I understand that there are different museums that that house haunted dolls. Yes. What happens to the haunting of the doll when it's in these museums? It's my understanding, because uh, I'm referring to Annabelle. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most famous haunted yeah. doll there, and she's in a wood case. I do know that she is um, blessed with holy water on a monthly basis. Um, you're not allowed to open the cabinet. So... Somehow they're containing what is supposed to be a, a bad spirit using other forms, you know, with, re, you know, holy water obviously is a religious technique to keep her mm-hmm. um, in place. Um, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I just, all I can tell you is, it, is what happened to me. Um, what happened to you? I found a doll that just... Oh, I, I, I see. I thought you were talking yeah. about Annabelle oh. there. Oh, no. Annabelle, no. Okay. Um, it, would, you ever put, would you ever put Annabelle in a museum to be on display? You mean Millie? Millie, I'm sorry, yes. Um, no. Godfrey, Actually, let, I, let me ask you I, this question then, and it's a rather morbid question. The day that you pass on to whatever lies ahead, what happens to to Millie? Um, I have spoken with some friends, and um, you're not going to my will that she will go to a certain uh, a certain person. Why wouldn't you take her with you? Because if she wants to be alive, let her be alive. If I'm dead, mm-hmm. I mean, for all I know, I'm. Who knows if I'll cross over? I might want to stay back and hang out. I, I don't know. I don't. Nobody really knows until they're dead. Well, that brings up a, that brings up another question. Okay. How do we know the paranormal is real and it's not a manifestation of our own minds? We don't. So I why mean, we've got recordings? We've got excellent recordings of spirits. Um, we do everything possible when we listen to stuff. To debunk it. Um, but how do you analyze those recordings? There's a computer program that we, we download the recorders to and we listen to it with head, headphones on. We cut out some of the background noise mm-hmm. so we can hear the EVP clearly. Um, how does an EVP work? How does the voice to... how does the voice from a spirit get onto a recorder? that cannot be heard at the time of the recording, but can be heard when played back. You know, as somebody who spent the last 35 years in broadcasting, that baffles my mind. Um, it's baffled my mind at times, and I have asked the same question. Mm-hmm. And this, what I was told was there are certain recorders that pick up at a certain, I think it's called Hertz level? Um, I can't remember the exact, that our ears hear at a certain level but some recorders can pick up things at a lower level. 
that's the explanation that was given to me. Um, okay. I listen to a lot of EVPs. Mm-hmm. Most of them I, I disregard. I, yeah. don't, I think it's just uh, maybe sometimes you want to hear something. But I have listened to some that have been just very, very clear. Really? And, and um, you know, I was there. I, I didn't hear it out loud, but I, I heard it on the recording, and it was as clear as day. Have you heard about the hypothesis that it is actually thought transference that is being put onto the digital recording or the analog recording, and that the transference is being done by the person who is actually doing the EVP session? No, I haven't. I have not heard of that theory. Okay, it's uh, it's being investigated by several uh, universities in the United States right now. Okay. Okay. Um, what has been your most haunted place that you've investigated? The Goldfield Hotel in Goldfield, Nevada. Tell us about it. We were there a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and um, it was the first time I had witnessed something like this. We were walking down a hall towards a certain room that has a reputation for being extremely active. And as we, a friend and I were walking down this hall, it, each step things seemed just a little bit more tense, a little bit more heavier. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, we kept stopping and looking at each other, should we continue? And we kept saying, okay, you know, let's be brave, let's do it. You know, let's, <laughs> and we kept taking step after step. And then um, we were standing next to each other, and my friend turns to me, and she is talking to me. And I said, I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch that. And then she talks to me again, and I am listening to somebody else's voice coming out of her. So I put my hand on her shoulder, and I just said, listen, I know you're trying to talk to me. I can see your mouth moving, but the voice coming out of you is not yours. And I had never, ever witnessed this before. And we just looked at each other and we just said, let's get out of here. And um, we took off. We actually were a very fast walk, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, the energy in that hotel got so bad that night that several investigators left within an hour. Um, they were scratched, um, et cetera. But um, that's probably one of the uh, worst places for hauntings that I've been to. Have you ever seen any proof positive that ghosts are real? Um, we've seen videotapes. People videotape. They have no, 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 no. I, I mean, you yourself. Have you ever um, seen a ghost? I have seen a shadow person. I have not seen a full apparition. Now, now a shadow person is usually caught with uh, through the corner of your eye. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. And so it's not always accurate. Gotcha. But I have seen it a direct on shadow figure. It was now the corner of my eye, and it was standing right in front of me. And I've actually witnessed that twice. Wow, that must have been rather uh, unnerving. The first time it was in a historical location, and there was enough of us there that saw it, and it not did not appear to be um, a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't that unnerved by it. But the second time. It was in my house, and I was very unnerved by it. Wow. 
Listen, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, one quick question. When you go on your paranormal investigations, do you bring Millie along with you? On some. Not very often. No way. Okay. Exonation, our guest this hour, has been um, Marcy Breitenstein, and uh, she is the... I guess we can call her the mom of Millie, the haunted Raggedy Ann doll. She takes her all over the country, 12 states, takes photos with her, takes her to Paracon, takes her to this place, that place. Book signings. What can I tell you, Exo Nation? What can I tell you? All I can tell you is that I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue. Here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Yesterday it was somebody telling us about owls that are really aliens. And tonight, haunted Raggedy Ann dolls. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org.